Welcome to Retraction. I'm your co-host, Antoine. And I guess I'm your co-host. Is that how you do it? Co-host? I, I, I've done it that way a couple of times. And I, okay. and I decided I like it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also a co-host. And I'm Jamie. Uh, and together, we reverse course through discourse. It is episode 99 on the road to 100. Wow. One more. One more. That's all we got. And then... Uh, then the show goes into 101, and I guess you're past 100. And, uh, and then I have to find a, a new tagline in order to in order to really zest up the listeners. Yeah, because everyone's super excited. So almost to 100. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, as always, before we get started, folks, if you can show us some love and subscribe, like, share, and comment on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, both of those at Retraction Media. And as always, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and more. Cool, 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 cool. So, Jamie, I did not fold. I have not watched the World Cup, but I'll be honest. I was worried because 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 <laughs> if the U.S. had beaten the the Netherlands, Netherlands, uh, yeah, it would it would definitely have gotten tougher. It it, it would have been. I felt. Because I asked you if they I know you the said finals. That. Yeah. And, and I said I would you very confident. I, I am confident. Well, I was confident. I'm still confident because well, luckily they're knocked out. Because <laughs> now you'll no one will be able to prove you wrong. <laughs> luckily they got knocked out because it was definitely getting tougher and tougher. I was gonna hold fast because I'm not I'm not a man, I'm a man of my word, and I was not going to relinquish that that word. So I'm sad for the US men because this was a fantastic run. Uh, of course, they'd have a but fantastic if Antoine, run. In, uh, if, if Antoine wandered into a bar that day and they happened to have it on the TV, that's not his fault. The bar's already paid for it. <laughs> says, I'm not actively helping do anything. They've already paid the fee. It's going to be whether there's nobody in the bar or I'm in the bar, they've already paid. There you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a boycott. I'm there to drink, I'm there to service. <laughs> My local establishment, I'm buying local. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that my local bar is showing the World Cup final and America was in it. That is called Quinky Dinks. Oh, there you go. All right. That's a Quinky Dink. But I'm still boycotting. There you go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a retraction. I have another retraction. Well, that's not really a retraction, but I have a, I have a retraction. That's more of a clarification. Yeah, exactly. That's a clarity. Uh, I do have, you know, one of the things that I was really concerned about in the delegate episode, well, yeah, <laughs> one of the things I was really concerned about uh, in the Cherokee episode with um, uh, Kim Teehee was that when I listened back to the episode, I was like, am I saying that wrong? It didn't sound right to me. And I was, I was kind of mortified. I was like, oh, this is going to be so bad because I really wanted, you know, we did this episode. I thought it was really good. And then I've got the name wrong. But luckily... I went back, went, listened to a couple of interviews with her, and uh, and it, it, it is, in fact, Teehee. She said Teehee oh. herself. Oh, she said go. it herself. Yeah. There you go. You can't argue with the source of truth. Yeah. So, 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 so thankfully, that wasn't an embarrassing retraction. Now, I did have another retraction. Boy. <laughs> this is an actual retraction. We're living up to the name today. The, I got a text from a dear listener, a friend of mine. And he basically chided me for being a bit flippant with the story you did with the photonic chip. Was that it? Is that the name of that chip? 
Oh, the the microchip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a microchip. It was like the a optical revelate. chip. Yeah, optical yeah, yeah. Chip. yeah, yeah. So he so he wrote me. He said um, he was like uh, Antoine. The photonic chip is important because you can run a lot of parallel processes very quickly, such as neural net training, uh, and that's where it touches everyday life. He also did note that procedurally generated porn is on the table, but more or less, it's about the neural net training. Now I said, all right, all right, he's a scientist. I was like, all right, all right. Well, I was like, what, what is neural net training? And he was like, well, it's like machine learning. So AI type stuff, uh, which I don't know if you've been, um, what's the word, uh, inundated with the new app, that app that basically you give it like 10 photos and it, it produces this type of like oil painting. It's like a smearing of, of you in various poses. Have you, you no one's done this with you yet? No one has showed no. it to you? No. I, I forget the name. You're so the only one the... that shows me stuff like that. Okay, but when you're well... talking, I'm just thinking of George Costanza posing. Yeah, um, sure, sure. My point is, is that uh, you know, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be more AI art, I guess, <laughs> which just seems to be the pinnacle of how it affects everyday life. So yeah, so so I asked him to clarify a little bit, and he said, okay, uh, think fusion research and uh, protein folding. So I said, this is a step to cold fusion. Is that what you're saying? And he said, I can't speak to the temperature, but I know they use a lot of AI to determine the shape of the magnetic coil. So there's that as well. There you go. See, opening up. Uh, first of all, that is fantastic that a listener was able to chime in and give us a little more direction because we were struggling, right? We're not in this field. You have a friend that is, a listener that is, and now we have a little bit more clarity, um, a retractee, on uh, on what optical chips can unlock for us. Uh, did, did your friend also chime in on how it compares to quantum computing and graphene chips or anything like that? Because I he's, can't find that out by Google searches, and I'm just said, curious. I mean, he said that if he wanted to, he, he'd be happy to come on and explain a little bit more. But that's so maybe that's a possibility in the future. Oh, well, there we go. Because, yes, but, he, he did say he could explain that. That's fantastic. But I'm, I'm super curious. curious. Um, I didn't understand. Why what, don't you try to do it? And then he can correct you again when he shows up. Well, I, I, I can't even begin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me trying. I can't begin to, to try uh, but I, but when he said protein folding, I was like, what the heck is that? And he said, basically, designing functional protein is the holy grail of genetic engineering. I don't know if you're aware of that, but. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that I know anywhere okay. near as much as, as him. He sounds like he's like he's in it. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's that's yep. That's that's my retraction. I was I was flippant. With uh, a new discovery. Hey, a little dismissive, a little, little dismissive of something little, fairly groundbreaking. I thought. I mean, he did. As a he, layman. He, 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 look, he, he was, you know, he's on my, he's on my wavelength. He, he said, he said, most likely it'll probably just result in solving Sudoku instantly. But, uh, but, but otherwise, there are these are a lot of other possibilities, uh, which is uh, like a, I guess twelve thousand terabytes a second, if I remember correctly. Give <laughs> yeah. me a break. <laughs> he said, yeah. So, so there's that. There's that. A little bit of that. A little bit of mambo in my life. Do, 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 well, there you go, folks. Do, do. Uh, yeah. All right. We're fair here. We're fair. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We're not above being wrong. That's the point of the show. So, <laughs> the, if, if we ever get something wrong, if we ever get something wrong, or you have more 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 color to add, just let us know. I mean, he well, didn't say I was wrong. 
he just said that there's more to it. He did. He he did not. Say, he did say procedurally generated port is possible. Yeah, he's a master of his craft. I'm so he's, he knows yeah. how to let you down softly. He's, he knows you. He clearly knows you. He knows, he knows how to lay how out to, the path. He knows how to pat your ego. Yeah, but also kind of like reorient you. Yeah, he, he, he's good. He, he laid down the crash pad. He, he put he put it down and he said, "Here, rest your rest your uh, your thick little head on this." While He's like, I Antoine, I'm not going to tell you that, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong, but let me tell you how to think. Let right? Me, let me tell you how to approach this for now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. No, uh, I, I I I appreciate it. I can move on to you. What do you? Got? Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. Let's go into something a little, a little more. Actually, well, yeah. Let's see where this goes. So. Some news out of France, actually. I think uh-huh. this. I think recently. Oh, I like that. Um, authorities in France want citizens to turn in around six million heirloom weapons from earlier wars, as they still pose a danger to the public. Ninety percent of these weapons have been inherited. Have you heard about this? No, not at all. I'm. I'm, all right. I'm surprised. So the and you can probably add a little more um, cultural flavor to all of this, but. The weapons are largely unregistered, uh, but France says there will be no legal consequences for handing them in. And they've claimed that they've already got 1.6 million munitions and 65,000 firearms already. Those that choose to keep their weapons um, will just have to register them. Uh, This is in the, it looks like in somewhat a response to public outcry over a spike in the number of murders of women by their partners. uh, And that's kind of prompted this gun collection drive. Wow. So it's I'm not familiar with the gun culture in France. I don't know if you are at all. Uh, no, I'm not. Not at all. Oh, OK. I mean, there Do- is none. <laughs> not, I mean, not, there isn't anything to speak of. Hence, they're asking for heirloom, heirloom weaponry. That's I, which is for the listener. I mean, I'm assuming that is any weapons that have been handed down from any of the previous uh, World War One, World War Two. Right. Yeah, uh, probably before that. Probably sure Napoleonic Wars. I'm sure yeah. there's some weapons hanging around, a couple of muskets with with some ball shots, uh, you know, sitting around in someone's. Uh, I'm thinking uh, a different country, special case, different country, but uh, seen out of hot fuzz when they go to that yeah. farmer's yeah. Uh, shed and it's just got all the munitions and just an like old sea mine and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, grenades, and I'm sure there's <laughs> sure there's a whole bunch of different things that are just lining the shelves of the attics or the cottages of uh of uh of the french so it's it's kind of cool that they're doing this um there's an uptick in violence a lot of that violence apparently has been stemming from the use of these types of weapons because they are still capable they're yeah. still dangerous doesn't matter if it's a german luger from back in the right. day it's still gonna fire and it was capable yeah. of killing people then um and they just get inherited so you just pass these on and they don't get re- registered and they're not tracked in that way. And about six million on the market's kind of insane. It's kind of cool. Um, They're allowing you to register. So it's not uh, you know, the way that America would, would view the government asking about your your various weapons. They're just saying, hey, if you have them and you don't want to turn them in, all we're asking is that you register them. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. we we don't do that. Well, you know, <laughs> while we're comparing, uh, according to 2018 Global Burden of Disease Study published by the Journal of the American Medical Association, firearm homicide rates in the U.S. are 13 times greater than they are in France. Yes. And 22 times greater than in the European Union as a whole. Correct. 
The U.S. ranks first for firearm homicides per 100,000 population among high-income countries. If you're going to try and whip out the population argument, we still are number one when you take that into (laughs) account. And guns are the leading cause of death of children in the U.S. There's no way around that one. That's correct. So And? And what? We also, it's also one of the leading causes of death with regard to domestic violence. Well, there you go. I mean, it's... It's uh, we have a huge domestic violence gun problem as well. We we just don't care <laughs> as a country. We don't care. Well, it's so funny because we I, I've kind of had some debates on this on Twitter for a few dollars. That may be. And what's always brought up are the mass shootings. And they're they're atrocious and they usually get the most play because of how horrific they are. But they're just a fraction of the gun of the of the causes of gun violence in this country. And That's the correct. majority of it is everyday gun violence, not the weekly mass shootings that we have, but the daily gun violence, domestic violence that happens throughout the country every day in multiple homes a um, a day. So that's correct. Yeah, it's yeah. No, you're you're right to point that out. And so I'm not so sure I have to ask if we think that heirloom weapons are on the table for a drive like this here. But I do want to point out that other countries have issues and they work to solve them. And we do nothing. And I'm not even being sarcastic or hyperbolic. We do nothing. Yeah. What I mean, to be fair, various counties or cities have done in the past have done gun buyback programs. Yeah, not the country, though. No, not at all. No, nothing on a federal level. And I mean, I don't know how often the mass shootings, at least, are happening within the resident's own town, right? Don't they usually travel? Isn't that? Yes, usually, usually. usually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not, let's not. Well, I think, from what, so. I think so, but that, that may not that's be. A, that's a fair point. That's a fair that point to, tra- to, to, to look up, right? Yeah. So, but I don't want that to detract that. Yes, you have, okay. I don't know how generous you want to be with counties and towns, but think of how many counties and towns we have in this country. There's certainly that, that there's not that many buyback programs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even matter because I mean, if we're, you know, if we're going to talk about the last mass shooting, uh, which was which is the, the Colorado one, uh, what, what's the name of the um, LGBTQ nightclub? What was it called? Do you remember? OK, that's fine. But uh, that guy bought the gun the same day. Yeah. And so you can go to shows and stuff. I, just, no, I know, but I'm just saying it's shows not and like, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, no, there's so many. Like, yeah. It's 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 admirable to mention. Yes, yeah. there are some towns and counties that are trying to do the right thing, but it is not going to solve the issue. Not at all. No. And you have someone like France, because I actually was going back and forth this uh, yesterday into today with someone on Twitter mm-hmm. and they were um, they like pointed to, you know, an unarmed citizenry in the in the in the past has always led to genocide and all that kind of stuff. And. Yeah, you can always. That's pick one of the that main st- talking points. You can always pick that stuff out, but there's also plenty of good examples that you can lean on. And who's to say that we can't just do what works and maybe not the things that don't work? I just think I, I don't buy that. I don't know if that's true. That's the other thing. I don't know if that's true. That stat, I think, is um, I think that's hyperbolic. And uh, you know what? I should just come out. I should say it without uh, without I. Uh, adamant proof to contradict it but i i really do feel like that stat is pulled largely from periods in our history where guns were so expensive most people just didn't have them 
So it's not necessarily that there was ever also a moratorium on having guns. It's just that they were prohibitively expensive. So you had unarmed. There, you also didn't have forms of government where you could engage. I mean, instead of fantasizing that you are going to use whatever weaponry, I will give you whatever weaponry you have at your house to overthrow oh, a yeah. nuclear power uh, uh, yeah. with superior air space sea land yeah. uh, it's forces. absurd it's absurd it's just not it's just a fantasy it's a uh, yeah, sick yeah. fantasy yeah. and it's not possible and not. but that has never been that way like instead of fantasizing yeah. about that we could engage and actually demand reform yeah. so that you even have more power than you have today it's just in the past arguably private citizens probably could have massed armies that could rival and then that was taken away. Like it's not even. Oh, they couldn't. No, it's a different the form of government. Then. But yeah, but they, I'm just saying. Let's let's. Uh, your state, your your the statement you just said basically trumps anything I was just talking about because that that's always the crux of the argument. It's like okay, great, yeah. Well, relative to the weight of how armed your government happens to be, which is the most armed government in the world, it's as if you have no weapons whatsoever. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's it's the equivalent. Of bringing, what is it? What we talked about last time with David, David and Goliath slings. Sling. You're bringing, you're bringing, you're basically bringing slings to a gunfight. That's the equivalent of going up against the United States Army with whatever weapons you could buy on the street. Or I mean, or I'll, a, I'll, I'll, I'll argue that it's like bringing a sling to the United States Army. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, like it's, yeah, that's about right. That's even because more accurate. The, I mean, dude, they. They they have they probably have space lasers. I mean, you can't do anything. They have nuclear powered submarines. They have drones, aircraft carriers, they drones. Have drones that 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 can like drop bobs that tunnel into. I mean, it's basically what we were doing to the Afghan army. You can't even dig a trench. I mean, nothing deep enough. We. I mean, it's it's it's, it's insane. There's nothing you could do if it's you a, think it's a it's a sick fantasy that yeah. is so unbridled from reality. It's it's absurd to, for for anyone to even bring that into the conversation as a reasoning as to why they need to arm arm themselves. It's it's just so crazy. Plus, the amount of money that we funneled to the police forces in this country, the um, what is it? The NYPD rivals most uh, most uh, state militaries there's there's like a really right. interesting I, I, about that i have to um, transition to my next sure topic. sure okay i have to transition into my next topic we're like two on the nose with this one now okay fine go all right this next story raised my eyebrows and this is like just a perfect segue it looks like the san francisco police department now has the authority to kill alleged criminals using robots and i quote when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and outweighs any other force option available, end quote. What have you robots, heard about this? What robots do they have? It's a good question. So they actually have a lot of different types of robots, but those robots are like bomb detection, bomb disposal type robots. Okay. And my knee jerk reaction. How do you to use those? How do you use those in the offensive? They're. Like it's a it's a robot that goes to can a bomb. I mean, how do you, how do you use that to kill somebody? Well, it's funny because there's actually a precedent for this. Um, okay. In July 2016, okay. the Dallas Police Department killed a suspect using a robot armed with a bomb for what's believed to be the first time in U.S. history. I quote: 
We saw no other option but to use our bomb robot and place a device on its extension for it to detonate where the suspect was, end quote. Wow. Yeah. Now, now listen, my knee-jerk reaction to reading this news, and not even that Dallas bit, was obviously like went straight to abuse, executions in the street, without due process, you know, like what we see today on steroids. And then I went down the rabbit hole. And, okay. It, and even though it doesn't happen now, the normalization is there and someone born into that reality, maybe the next generation, it's going to be so much easier for them to then just go farther away from what's acceptable and normal today. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where my head was going. But I also wanted to explore the counter argument. And then when I looked up the story that was referenced, which was that Dallas one, again, I just read what I read to you and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like they just strapped a bomb and drove this thing in and detonated it and killed this dude. And even the experts at that time in 2016 were had reservations about the precedent that this set. But it was used in that situation because the suspect had killed five officers and wounded seven others. And so I know that you, you could probably make an argument to say he still should have been brought in alive. You should have maybe laid a siege and negotiated or starved him out until he like had to give up uh, instead of driving in a bomb, you know, and detonating it. Um, I just, I'm trying to see the other part of it. And if, is it ever okay to do that? Like just to seek revenge, I guess it is. What do you, is that, is is that how you categorize it? Is that the dude kills seven others? Justification. If that's your justification, that's my point. I'm asking, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say that he was a danger. I mean, obviously he's a danger to the populace, but. It, it, I, first of all, I need to know more about that story, which which is not really the crux of the why you're bringing this up. But I feel like I need to know the particulars about how did uh, a suspect kill six police officers? That seems crazy to me. I assume they tried to stop him. Yeah, but I mean, what or was he, he like? Or, or, or I mean, you know, what, I mean, 2016, it might have. Uh, I wonder if it was like, weren't people getting ambushed uh, a few years maybe? ago? Yes, yes. But that that did, still did not come with that kind of death toll on the on the officer level that's crazy anyway i mean look it happened look it happened you know it's hard to judge it right because without being there without knowing more facts about it the only thing that is is off-putting is the means to which they dealt with the suspect which is it's just that it's it's it would be one thing if they all ran in you know bum rushed him shot him up 32 times or whatever it's just that this is it's unheard of it's unprecedented because i was just thinking i was like would we I feel like you would be more shocked if you heard that the cops threw grenades in, right? Because cops don't have grenades. So I feel like because that's more conventional, I feel like that might be a little bit more shocking. I feel like you'd, you'd take a pause and be like, wait, what? They threw grenades into the into a building? I mean, wait, when did the police get grenades? But because it's like a robot, it's almost it feels a little more subdued. It's sort of like, huh, is that as bad? But it's basically the same thing. That's sort of what I'm getting at. It's like it's the same thing as if they mm. basically launched a grenade launcher through the window or something and you're just like well that that's that's some heavy duty tech that i don't expect your your everyday law enforcement to to have so well that's i don't know how thing. i feel about it i feel like it's something that needs to be clarified in our legal system as and again it's because we're so woefully behind we talk about this all the time with technology and where it's going versus the laws on the books and how archaic much of the legal code happens to be this would be an interesting one. I, I first of all, I mean, they felt like it was legal because they procured this robot with a bomb. You know, yeah. First of all, where, where did the cops get a bomb? That's the other thing I want to know. Where the police have bombs? 
what is that is that new that's something i, I mean know? They, i'm sure they confiscate stuff and i don't know how hard is yeah, it but are you bomb? allowed to reuse it just because you know. confiscate cocaine doesn't mean that they're getting lit up in the in the uh well i guess someone would have to prosecute station, right i guess someone would have to prosecute them right who's going to do that yeah well that's always the question now isn't it yeah i yeah i mean i don't doubt anything you're saying but clearly they did it and i didn't read any any prosecutions that followed the next part that i thought of with this is that even if law enforcement now use this uses this sparingly it will be normalized at home even in that yeah. capacity which yeah. kind of gives the military even more leeway to do what they do now well i mean that's and then, yeah. but then once that's done and they can start using avatars you know weaponized avatars in a sense mm-hmm. and then they go to sell back that tech to the police, to the police force, right? The surplus, then, then, surplus, like, yeah. how do you stop that? Because then yeah. it seems like that's how you take the the leaps forward in right. in using this. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, I, yeah, it, it begs the question. I want to know what it is that the police happen to have. Because right now they rigged a bomb up to a drone, you know, on little well, tracks and drove it in right, RV well, uh, style, right? Like, eventually, but, is it going to be air? Is it going to be an air drone that they're allowed to do? Well, this can you with? imagine once the military starts doing this and it's normal? Like this is the it's shocking. I didn't know this, but you know, it happened in 2016. Well, didn't we talk about military tech with regard to the uh, unmanned sniper? AI can hunt and kill. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and it, it can it, like harass retreating convoys and stuff, and just keep yeah. hunting it. It can just drive around and hunt, and if it identifies a target, it can kill. Oh, um, I mean, there, well, there you go. So I mean, it's you. It's. I feel like it, it comes into that vein because you're like you said, if the if the military if, if they're able to use it, and at some point because there is no restriction on the surplus, at least I'm not sure what the restriction is on surplus because I think there are some police departments that have tanks, so I don't know what the restrictions are on surplus. They had it in, in diehard. They had it in diehard. That's right. So yeah, eventually at some point, I mean, it, it's scary stuff to think that you could see this in the streets being used as a as a as a means to, uh, you know, quell popular the population if they get out of hand because you're right i mean at some point you know are you the fear is always that you know right now we have the right to protest technically uh but you know we've seen you know especially with the black lives matter protests you saw the the means to which the police were allowed to aggress protesters uh and use a, a, a basically a myriad of legal justification uh to do so which is basically to say that you know almost like protesting is now illegal uh, if it's obstructing the various laws, which is the point of protesting, by the way, people, point of protesting is not to be, you'll, you'll apply for a permit to protest. It's not a parade. <laughs> protesting is supposed to be uh, uh, something that disrupts your every, the everyday life. That's why it gets attention. But anyway, it, it, it to me, yeah, that, that's where the fear is. If you, if you could bring a, a bo- I mean, yeah, because then you could basically drive an automated machine and through a crowd of protesters you're trying to uh, disperse with with tear gas right and, and and the various instead of there's a lot of things you could just start doing which is so that's what i'm getting to like what, what i meant by one of my earlier comments is this is shocking and right now it'll be used for people who are killing other people and you can't yeah. stop them in in a short period of time yeah. but then someone's going to be born into this and they're going to say well yeah but what about this scenario this this riot that broke out god we, we need to break this up fast otherwise yeah. we're going to incur millions or billions of dollars in property damage get the bomb drones in um and clear out the streets yeah like it's well, not let's, difficult let's, to see yeah. that progress 
I don't know about we are going to incur property damage. Be there, the, the building, I mean, the, the certain. No, I'm talking about that's on behalf of the government. The government would be yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, to protect private property, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the government would be saying maybe 50 years from now, the next generation, 25 years from now, someone yeah. that's born into this grows up and now is in a position of power well, you where using bomb drones was normal for killers. Right. Then what happens if a riot ends in a fatality? Then yeah. you're good. Yeah. In someone in somebody's eyes, I mean, you look, you like you like you said. I mean, that's I, before it becomes normalized, it needs to be addressed by the court system. Or, I mean, God forbid, Congress <laughs> take this up and actually say, "Hey, here's the limitations on what we expect to be done in terms of restoring law and order within our within the walls of our nation." We need limits. We can't. It can't be unlimited. That's the other thing. It's like. You cannot fear for, you know, this is what's crazy about the people who like not to go back to the, you know, you were saying that the, the, whoever you were speaking to, the gentleman was talking about, you need to bear arms in order to protect yourself against the government. If you want to assuage that belief system, it, this is where it starts by putting limits on what you as the government are allowed to do. If you continue down this path of just unlimited infinity, uh, what is it? Wrap up uh, arms race against your own population. You can't just say, oh, we only use this against the bad guys. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, it's an arms race. And so what is it? It's that great line at the uh, what is it? The end of the Dark Knight or so where where, the, where Alfred's talking to Batman and he's or Bruce Wayne. He's saying, you know, or what? Like, what is he saying? Like about escalation? You start wearing masks. Now they start wearing masks, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but oh, it well. sounds sounds vaguely familiar. It was profound. You try, yeah, you clearly. <laughs> it stuck with me. It was, it was the moment. Yeah, it's a different. You know, I, I think about it. Remember now. there being a quote I liked in that movie, <laughs> and I think it was towards the end, and I'm pretty sure Alfred said it. He was like, "Hold on to your butts." That's yeah, close enough. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's concerning, to say the least. How about that? It's concerning, to say the least. I wish that we knew more about it. I wish that it was probably something that was talked about a little bit more, um, because then we then I'd have more information to, uh, to, you know, to use to address it. But I just feel like we're in we're in no man's land. It's just it's just so unthinkable. How where, is that not everywhere? We're allowed to bomb citizens. Like we're allowed to bomb citizens, or how you said it, throw grenades. We, the police, are now allowed to throw grenades at citizens. We, yeah. We've moved on from tear gas, um, yeah. and water yeah. hose. It's now grenades. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a wild story. That's a wild story. So, all right. Um, I only had a light one, but I got a light one. Well, I wanted to bring it. Go back for it, because it's so dark. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna love this one. Hold on, hold on to your butts. I was going to say, like, use it right, man. Don't like Biff this. You know that reference? Biff? No. Yeah. Back to the future. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Of and course. are you ready? <laughs> what? I see the title. What are you doing here? Journey to New Heights, a unique global destination driven by cutting edge technology in Neom. This is Trojana. Breathtaking architecture and innovative engineering fold seamlessly into the natural landscape, ascend to a vertical village, a portal connecting the digital and the physical. 
The seasonal climate provides a multitude of high-altitude adventures in the Arabian Peninsula with the region's first outdoor ski experience. Enjoy the buzz of world-class entertainment, the crisp mountain air and the world's most advanced health and well-being center nourish both body and soul. And as night falls, you can witness the stars as you've never seen them before. Welcome to Trojana, the mountains of Neon. Welcome to Trojana! Trojana! All right. Well, um, (laughs) one, I didn't see a lot of people there. It didn't look very crowded. They were like world-class spa and there's one dude doing yoga uh, in front of like a fairly large uh, floor to ceiling. Well, it was mostly CG. It was mostly CG, James. Um, So, I mean, it hasn't been built yet. But (laughs) but if it's this big city, how are you supposed to enjoy the night sky? Isn't that like the whole thing with big cities? Is that it doesn't really work that way? I mean, it's supposed to be echo friendly in all capacities. I, I don't know what first of all again there's some wild architecture we're, I mean we're back we're back in the desert with 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 skiing and seasonal everything um yeah it sounds so, ecological so I so because I wanted to look at it a little bit more uh I had to go to the neon.com uh website uh where there's a big old button that says invest in neom so uh if, if anyone out there wants to uh, dedicate some of their hard-earned cash to the city of the future, uh, send it to us first, and then we'll forward it on. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So part of what they were saying, which I thought was interesting, is that Trojeta is part of Neob's regional plan, located 50 kilometers from the Gulf of Aqaba. That's A-Q-A-B-A. Uh, coast in the heart of our nature region with elevations ranging from 1,500 meters to 2,600 meters and covering an area of nearly 60 square kilometers, capitalizing on the different climate in the area where winter temperatures drop below zero Celsius and year-round temperatures are generally 10 degrees cooler than the rest of the region. With its clear, fresh air and stunning views, Trojeta will not only be a mesmerizing place to visit, but also a magical place to live and work the workers are going to get to hang out here yeah <laughs> so which one do you like better trojana or the line well they're both they're one of the same trojana is going to be trojana is right outside the line it looks like you can escape trojana i mean escape into the mountains but well i mean i mean, I mean it's I don't not know a walled needs, city i don't know who needs to escape it's going to have 3600 plus hotel rooms and apartments a hundred plus world class indoor and outdoor experiences. So I mean, you uh, should like this. I didn't see a lot of um, hierarchy to it. It seemed all like sprawl. It seemed yeah, more yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the workers are going to be hanging out in the 3600 plus uh, hotel rooms. I mean, based I don't know if those off- three pearls were or the three peas in the pod that were like shooting off into somewhere. It looked like some type of transportation. I just it, I the just- architecture is wild. The design is wild. Like this isn't for real, right? This is what they're selling. First of all, listener, you should go look it up on YouTube. It's uh, it's under the title "This Is Trojana," uh, so that way you can join in. You can see, you can feel. Also, the... Trojana. What does that mean? Because I can't help but think of Trojan horse, which isn't a good thing. Mm. I wonder. I wonder if they want you to, to to they want you to put on your thinking hats and realize that you're being <laughs> you're being pyramid schemed. Um, I wanted. There was one interesting quote here. Ah, here it is. Trojana. 
will redefine mountain tourism for the world by creating a place based on the principles of ecotourism, highlighting our efforts to preserve nature and enhance the community's quality of life, which is aligned with the goals of the kingdom's vision 2030. It also confirms our commitment to be part of the global effort to protect the environment. Trojena will be an important addition to tourism in the region, a unique example of how Saudi Arabia is creating destinations based on its geographical and environmental diversity. This forward-looking vision will ensure that the mountain tourism will be another revenue stream to support the kingdom's economic diversification while still preserving its natural resources for future generations. Quote from His Royal Highness Mohammed bin Salman, Crown Prince and Chairman of the Neom Company Board of Directors. Nothing like, nothing like a Crown Prince asking for you to to, to, to take his vision, just to join him on this journey to building a better city. Now, the last episode, I did this whole kind of condemnation about the Kafala system and how Saudi Arabia is, is one of the biggest, one of the bigger offenders, Qatar, with migrant workers using the Kafala system to, uh, to build much of the stadiums that everyone seems to enjoy for these World Cups that resulted in about 6,500 people perishing as a result of it. Who is building the old or building Trojana. I can't wait for those stories to come out. But uh, so I'm yeah. just looking up Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Um, the guy okay. that just formed a human rights org there. That's yeah. his crime. 17 year sentence. It was 14 in March. They increased it by three years because apparently that wasn't was enough. Good enough. Oh, all right. Well, well, there we have it. So, you know, all that aside, this is the future. <laughs> This is a city of the future. I mean, at least it's run by at least it's it's more old world. It's run by proper monarchies. It's it's back to like a feudalist society. So we can dispense with capitalism in some way because you you have no rights. You can't vote, so there's no democracy. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. It's like it's like kind of like an old world flair to it. Wow. You know, it's just it's you know dispense with capitalism because you know the king now owns everything, and um, yeah, you move on that way. I don't know. I don't know. This this is yeah. what I'm I'm getting. I don't know if this is what they're putting down. This is what I'm picking up. I don't know if it's right. <laughs> I'd be love to. I'd love to hear someone who is either backing the ob or, uh, you know, actually thinks this might be a city of the future to hear some of what they have to say about it. The history it to take, this point. What is the wealth of Saudi Arabia? I mean, I know they have money, um, but the, this is these are big projects. Like, these are this guy. They must be spending trillions. It's supposed the OM is supposed to be the size of Belgium. So yeah, a big project is an understatement in terms of this is one city. I think that was five hundred. I think I thought they said like five hundred billion or something like that. But it could have been in the trillion. But that, if I remember correctly, that could have gone into the trillions by some estimates. And then this, because you're right, Neom, you're right in that when I was reading about um, the line, it was a part of a regional development plan. Yeah, and I guess this is I, I didn't know this was another part like these mega cities uh, I, I, and what i'm getting at is is someone else funding this stuff <laughs> well apparently we can apparently we can get in on it i, I should have clicked the link to see what they ask once so it's, I say, it's crowdsourced <laughs> once i say hey i would love to i mean but technically the migrant workers for the qatar stadiums helped fund that because they had to pay four thousand dollars approximately in order to become a a worker so 
this could be something similar to that. I, I guess I could pay ten grand as part as participation, and then I get to fly there and help get my hands dirty by by get, by putting my blood, sweat, and tears into the creation of this super city. So, so it could be that too. It could be partly that. Yeah. I mean, I could understand if it's an economy dependent on natural resources that are finite, they are trying to invest in their future by creating tourism that will last a lifetime. Um, but, you know, as Antoine rightly pointed out before, it's Saudi Arabia and they have some human rights violations to work through first. I love that, Trump. As Antoine pointed out, it, it's, it's, it's still couple of countries with very poor human rights records they got some blemishes they need to uh address uh yeah i mean i'm on i'm on amnesty international's website and um i mean there's just paragraph after paragraph freedom of expression human rights death penalty migrants rights women's rights girls rights right to health uh, none of that goes, none of that made it into any of the promotional pieces that i've uh you know, I've it's so weird far. yeah usually you would expect a little bit of countering so you could have a firm debate um, i mean that's but, the only way to feel like you could you could really trust the source is if they at least point out a little bit of, of a bit a little bit of the detractions you know a little bit of um pros and cons april, april 15 dozen, dozens of sri lankan women wrongfully detained for months due to abusive kafala system yeah sounds about right yeah, and you're, you did mention that before, that the Kapala system is what was used in the World Cup in guitar, and that is a regional system. Yeah, right? yeah, all throughout the... Uh, and these border, these these two countries have a border. They do, they do, yeah, but it's but everyone uses it straight from Egypt down. Uh, it is a, it's, it's a system that on paper, I guess, is disbanded. Uh, but yet, if you interview various workers or what have you, or, you know, a couple of Amity International stories... Seems like it's it's uh, it seems like it's you know, it's doing well. It seems like it's doing okay. Wow. So, Oof. all right. Well, <laughs> that's unfortunate. That was my lighter story. I gotta say, I don't. I, it's blowing my mind how ambitious those are. I, I'm trying to think like, all right, if the U.S. wanted to, for some reason, really throw its might behind creating a new city, what? Would that take? Do we have the resources, the money? Um, and what would it be? Would it be the futuristic thing that we would all like wish for? Or would it be, you know, a couple generations above Chicago? Uh, what they are proposing in this region is unlike anything that exists. I, I don't know if that's an, an understatement or overstatement, but I'm not aware looking like this. Remember, they and, have high-speed rail in this thing as well. I mean, it's 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 a, f- a city of the future. It's we'll post the the video in the yeah. um in the description on YouTube, and we'll promote it on Twitter. I mean, so it's basically like a see. cloud city. It's it's something from like science fiction. It's it's um it's uh, bubbled glass floating yeah. in the air. What was like, uh yeah? It's, it's crazy. Um, what was that movie? Uh, Equilibrium was it? There was, some, there was something where they that the cities of the clouds and and the uh, and like the drudges of humanity are still left on Earth. But like um, all the wealthy people have not the it. Matt Damon one. I can't that remember was, what it that was, was in space, remember. and that was called um, Elysium, right? Elysium. Yeah, it's similar to that. That's how it feels. That the, the imagery that, that they're they're invoking here is something that is uh, otherworldly. It it, it it does not exist currently on this planet. It is a city that is straight. I was going to go with kind of like Hunger Games, where it's like 
everyone's kind that of too. living in districts and it's districts, really bad yeah. but then there's this city that's amazing that they're that's not right. really aware of yeah 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 that, that, that's that's i think that's more apt that's definitely more 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 acutely on the money Oof, that was a light one. Oh boy <laughs> why don't you why don't you round us out what do you got? all right all right well this is maybe a fun one if you if you want to partake um an update to animal fun fact that i came across um so I remember hearing this, and according to the article, it's been a thing since the 80s. I clearly wasn't aware of it then, but uh, zebra stripes repel flies. Um, it's not the only function of them. It's not the reason why they have stripes. At least no one knows that for sure. Uh, but it's one of the reasons. Um, it's one of the benefits of having stripes. And one of the updates to that fact is that some scientists, researchers were running some tests and they found out that the thickness of stripes don't really matter because some different species of zebras have thin stripes. Some other ones have thick stripes. And uh, the flies don't really see or react to the stripes until they're like a couple feet away. So you got to get kind of close. Um, now, they also compared the zebra stripe flies to impala, impala skin. So the the plain colors of what you would think of when you compare uh, regions of Africa where you would find zebra um, to zebra skin. And they found that, uh, and where is it? Um, they found that flies chose impalas over zebra four times as often. Okay. Should be interesting, right? I mean, if you yeah. wear zebra clothing or you kind of do that, I, I would be really curious to see if like you don't get flies on you. Well, um, didn't, you, didn't you talk about uh, wearing black and how that's more attractive for mosquitoes, right? For mosquitoes, mosquitoes. because uh, they associate it with shade and yeah. they dehydrate very quickly. And so they're always looking for moist areas, which tend water is retained in shade. So that's why if you wear dark clothing next to people who aren't wearing dark clothing or against a contrasting background that is light, uh, you they're all going to come to you, it, especially in combination with exhaling. If you ever around heavy breathers and it's mosquito season, go sit somewhere else. Um <laughs> So again, the stripes aren't the only reason why, uh, or the flies aren't the only reason why zebras have stripes. There's other advantageous um, reasons. They confuse predators. Uh, they make it easy for, to identify one another. Um, but what's also interesting is that the stripes are confusing the flies, right? Why is it repelling them? And that's because flies have compound eyes and that combines, in, combines input from thousands of different photoreceptors. And this results in processing Images 10 times faster than humans, but at very low res and with li limited color. Now, with this, if you imagine the way that the article explained it, um, a barber pole, right? How it's striped like a candy cane and it spins. And when it spins, it gives a sensation of movement, like it's moving up or down, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on the direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the cool thing about that design. So when you imagine the fly that's always in motion with the lower res and the limited color, as it gets closer to the zebra, who are probably also moving, but even if they weren't, the flies are, it looks as if the surface is moving. And so there's no safe place to land. So they avoid landing. So it's kind of a cool thing. That's cool. Um, and so the article was going into all these different adaptations, different animals, and it was kind of cool to see. But so now that you're in that mindset, because again, this is how my brain works. Mm -hmm. um, if you could one day design your genome, would you, would you, and what trait would you pick from the animal kingdom and integrate into your body? So you have stripes, you have those eyes, you have venom and wings and claws and night vision and 
better hearing and smell, smell with your tongue like a snake, thermal vision, electrical impulses like a shark, right? You can detect them. Gills, what would you do? Hmm. Get to pick. You could pick whatever you want, as many as you want. You still probably want to attract other humans. So you don't want to get too weird. I mean, it doesn't take much to unattract other humans. Humans are very particular. <laughs> um, you do internal things. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think the thing, the thing that would be most advantageous would definitely be uh, uh, to to dive underwater. I think so. I, I guess uh, some sort of gill component is probably the thing that I, I, I. I feel most humans would probably enjoy the most. I think that that being able to breathe underwater and explore underwater. And you um, probably want something more in you that you could um, counter the, the pressure from the depth. I assume that that would come if, if you were <laughs> comes with the gills, I, I assume you know, if you were that to make a wish on a genie, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work that way. Well, I didn't know this is a monkey paw kind of situation. I, I didn't know I'm going to get gills and then ha- not be able to go more than three feet underwater. You're right. I mean, it, it, that would be, if I if I could only sit in the shallows, yeah, you're right. That that's pretty pretty rough. And only answer the questions you ask. That's what the doctor would say. Yeah, I got some <laughs> ugly little gills on me, and I can't even breathe. I, I can breathe underwater uh, for party tricks, basically, because you're saying I can't do anything. But if you could do something with it and actually dive deeper, that would be kind of cool. That would be really cool. I think that would be. That a is a cool one. That is fun, right? Because it would be and it would protect you too. Because you that way you you know you wouldn't feel so it would be so scary to sail or yeah I mean not that it is scary to sail but you know you if you fell off of a boat like a you know ice those ice fishermen or what have you you know you fall into the ocean freezing waters if you had some advantage you know some sort of evolution that allowed you to breathe underwater and and insulate to survive but yeah yeah that's true I mean yeah you never (laughs) I'm just saying there are other things you could do I'm just saying at at the you're not going to drown how about that you're not going to drown immediately. Uh, you know, because you can breathe underwater, so uh, it, it gives you a little bit more to to survive. How about that? It's just a little bit. More. That is, I mean, you could survive in more environments on this planet. It would yeah. make you more of a creature of this planet. That is an interesting one. Um, it's the reverse. It's kind of the reverse of, of of us working so hard to come out of the water, and then now it's like you've come full circle. You, you can now enjoy the ocean that you once came from. Once we came, now we're three sixty. It's it's very it's very philosophical. It's beautiful. What do you, the more you think about it, think about it, people. The more you think about it, the more beautiful it becomes. So you went with that. I, you know, I'm not opposed to that. That, that that's kind of throwing me now because I, I do. I mean, I go diving, so I do enjoy that and being able to do it without like unaided and for as long as I could. Now, the, one of the main reasons why you can't go diving over and over um, is because you, it, the temperature too, like you can't stay under so long. Um, you lose body temperature so much faster in the water. Uh, but that would be interesting. My head was going towards vision, whether it's night vision, thermal vision, or probably night vision, because I wouldn't want it thermal vision all the time because that's super weird. But um, or just like an eagle and just being able to see better. But then again, I was getting thrown off because, and you might have solved it because I don't want to have anything that is going to make it hard for me to interact with people. And I would be curious, like eagles can see for miles. And what would that be? Like, if that mess me up somehow? Um, I don't know. Or can I just see everything close up and at depth with clarity that no one else could? You see, that's um, why I, that's why I went with what I went with, because you, now you've you don't want something that makes it difficult for you to live your everyday life. So if right? your vision were to improve, can, can you go into a 
coffee shop now? Like, would that be too disorienting to have things be that close because you're always expecting things to be so much further away because you're always your your vision is seeing hundred yards out, right? Yeah, I wonder. It's if great at a stadium wonder... game. It's great at a football game or something, but. Would that be a little awkward if you were in more enclosed space? Because I'm just saying, eagles do not live in houses, so they don't have to navigate very close quarters. I don't know what their vision is like for short distances, but I'm just saying they're usually living outside where the vision is always advantageous. You, you have to switch. You have to, you have to, you know, can you go to a movie theater now? I mean, right. can you watch a screen that's that? I mean, like, that's what I do. Eagles get disoriented crazy. with yeah. things up close. That's I don't what I'm know. wondering if you L- were, listeners yeah. and 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 watchers. Um, let us know if you actually know that. I I wonder, like, could you make an eagle nauseous or give him a headache if you were to put too many stimulations up close for a period of time? Yeah, I, I do wonder that. I think that is an interesting question. I'm just saying, but now you have to think about that. Whereas, you know, I chose something that could only be helpful because i if i'm not using my gills i'm still breathing air you also picked a recreation thing now you did name you know your extreme jobs that would benefit as a, yeah. as a safety precaution but that's not you um so you did name something recreational is there anything that would improve your your just general well-being or your your ability to enjoy everyday life well i mean i think that you would modify where you chose to live and what you chose to do in terms of your everyday life, I probably would pick a profession that put me more on the ocean because I know that I have an advantageous skill uh, over others who happen to be, you know, doing those particular types of jobs. So maybe I would do more because again, it's like you could either hire this guy who has to get into a scuba suit or I could just go down and get the barnacles <laughs> so off of the it ship. Offer, it offers a new line of work. I'm just saying it, 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 it also has know. the potential for you to be, I guess exploited. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you, you can one. always be you can always be <laughs> you're, exploited. We you're the only about, one that can that can do that job. We um, talked about the uh, the beautiful people that are close our close cousins that uh, that resurface after a millennia. Yeah, Maybe last people. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying you can always it can always happen. So uh, you're you're right. You're right. All right, interesting. Yeah. Well, that was that was that. I just curious if you could do it because you'll get to a point probably within our lifetime where, and, and I think you can do it to a degree. Now you can design your child. Um, if you have enough money, you can pick yeah, whether or not it's male or female right. at least. Um, and then you could probably start to edit genomes more yeah. than that. in in the near future, and it won't be far fetched. It'll be probably more ethical than feasible yeah. as to whether you could enhance yourself with animal traits, you know, you know, refined I, traits. I don't think you're going to yeah. put wings on your back or something <laughs> like that. Uh, your wings would have to be pretty big, actually, if you ever looked it up. But um, you, but to to improve your eyes, maybe your eyes won't be eagle eyes. Like if you're to look at those and you're like cat eyes or lion eyes with like diamonds and they're yellow, I don't think they'll be that. But to understand what makes them better and maybe increase the amount of color cones or receptors or whatever, right? Uh, and to start improving yourself. Maybe you get tougher skin for Do better you, endurance. I think it's funny that you didn't bring up flying because I, I steered clear of it for, for actual real reasons. I was like, there are, I think there are more problems to flight than advent. Than, we don't have, we're not built for flight. Advantages. It's not, if we were to have wings, it's not angel wings. That's not a thing. They would be our arms. They right. would be well, enormous. Well, 
and your breast muscles, whatever those are called, whatever yeah. the, your your pectorals, your pectorals would, would be enormous. <laughs> That's I mean, what. That's why they go with. They it. would exactly. be abs- absurdly big. You, you would, would be, be hideous. a different animal. You would be yeah. hideous. You would, <laughs> you would be absolutely. We, are, we don't have the joints for that. Like you need. Like I said, integrate. Like if you want to change what you fundamentally are, then you would want wings. Um, they just don't work that way. That that's why I stayed away from it. Yeah. Um, maybe gliders. Maybe you get the angel wings and you could just glide. <laughs> maybe you don't, have to, you don't have to flap them. They just kind of shoot. They would, out from they, your but back. they would still be enormous. You'd have would be enormous. Yeah, to carry your twelve load. foot. Yeah. Wings on your back at all times. Have fun getting a cup of coffee with those. Well, your back boys. too, like your lower back. What does oh that do? God. Yeah. How do you? That's the other thing. Yeah, exactly. How does it hold you up? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot You're of like so problems. back heavy. You back constantly. <laughs> you counter that weight. So you, you you'd wish to fly, and then you'd be bedridden, more or less. Is that that's basically what we're trying to say here? The irony of it. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, where can they find us, folks? Um, everyone, please show us your support. You guys have been fantastic so far. Please keep it going. We're really excited to be on YouTube. Subscribe, like, share, and comment at Retraction Media on there. That's the same handle for Twitter at Retraction Media. Follow us on there and engage. And share the episode with people we're on apple spotify google amazon and more and with that re action out <laughs>